Hallelujah. Lift your hand and thank the Lord. Father, we bless you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your kindness. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Psalm 25, verse number 14, Psalm 25, verse number 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, the secret of the Lord is is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. The secrets of the Lord. Now remember that wisdom only comes from God. So when he says that things that are secret with God, he said the secret of the Lord. He said if those things are with them that fear him, he said, and those people who fear him, he said he will show them his covenant. God does not reveal things to just everyone. Jesus Christ told the woman who was chasing him with his daughter who was sick. So he said, we don't give what is holy to dogs. He said, we don't cast our pearl before swines. So Jesus, God does not give important things to people, um, to just everyone. Who are the people God talks to? Who are the people that... God reveals things to. Who are the people that God grants wisdom? Who are those people? He said, those that fear him. Now, when we talk about the fear of the Lord, the Bible says that it is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. All wisdom, all wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Now, today's, what I'm sharing with you today is going to be very, very practical. Now, I'll expect you to... Um, uh, catch it. It is something that I can vouch for any day. See a dumb person. See a dumb person. Alright? See a dumb person. Someone who does not know much about God. Alright? Let him Activate in his life the fear of the Lord. Look for him in a few years. You see a very wise person. He said that is where all wisdom starts. He said that is the beginning of wisdom. Another um, uh, version says it is the beginning of knowledge. When you go through the scriptures and you look for those that the Bible says walked in wisdom... There's one thing you see among all of them, the fear of the Lord. Now, the fear of the Lord is, is divided into two main parts. I'll talk about those two parts. It's divided into two main parts. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Now, go to Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. Today, I'll not show many scriptures. I'll rather give a lot of examples and things that I'll share with you that you, you should do or you can do. All right? He says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. He says, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Then he says, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. You see, all the, 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 the uh, seven spirits of God mentioned in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. He says, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of life. He said, all those things are supposed to gather together. He said, and do what? And make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Other versions say, shall make him passionate about the fear of the Lord. Or make him passionate about the things of the Lord. Now, what is the fear of the Lord? Because when we say the fear of the Lord, people don't know what exactly it means to have the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? Number one, when you go to the book of 
Ephesians, where he talks about husbands, love your wives. He said, wives, so, um, submit to your husbands. In those two things, you will find the fear of the Lord. Why? Because he's showing you what the woman responds to and what the man responds to. So the man responds to respect and submission. And the woman resp- responds to uh, love and uh, affection. You understand? Now, because the woman is wired to respond to affection and the man is wired to, resp- to, to respond to respect, those two things find themselves in one in God. So there are times that you need to relate with God in submission and there are times you need to relate with God in affection. Are you getting my point? So there are times God demands attention and affection from you. So you find yourself in worship times, you are, you've lifted your hands, you are crying, you're expressing yourself toward God, you are lying on the floor, you tell, I love you, Jesus. That is that side of God. But there are also times that you, you, you respond to God in solemn reverence. I tell you, when people start working with me, it's one of the things I teach them. When, when a man starts working with me, one of the things I teach him, because I, I let you know what is important to God. I can scream right now if you violate. Because you see, your innocence is not an excuse ever with God. Yesterday I had a meeting with a certain group of people. I called them to have a meeting with them. And, and I told them a few things. And I shared a few things with them. And I said, do you know that in the Bible, all right, when we all, we all hear the scripture of when God calls Samuel, and says, Samuel, Samuel, Samuel. All of us, we think that immediately um, Samuel just stood up and went to Eli. Then Eli told him, go and say, Master, speak that servant here. And he immediately came to say it and he started speaking. No, according to the scripture, Samuel actually responded to God. But God did not continue talking. Why? I thought out of God's purpose and design, he has called someone. So, no matter how someone responds, isn't... Okay, let me show you a scripture first. First Samuel chapter 2. I want to show you a scripture there first. First Samuel chapter 2. Look. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiced in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. Verse 2. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any true rock like our God. There is none holy. Now, he says, Talk no more so exceedingly proud. Let no arrogancy come out of your mouth. For what? He said, For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. God doesn't just respond to your heart. He responds to your actions. So you have to know how to act with God. Oh, me, my, in my, my heart, in my heart, in my heart. When it is truly in your heart, you will have to find the actions that match with your heart. That's why people say that, oh, they love God in their heart, but on Sunday they can stay in their room. They can stay in their house. Your actions have been weighed. Say so God is a God of knowledge. By him, actions are weighed. So God does not only weigh what is in your heart, he also weighs what you do. So Samuel, at this, uh, so you go, you go to Samuel chapter 3 now, first Samuel chapter 3. So we'll now see what actually happened, transpired with Samuel, all right, uh, and, and God calling him. Now, he says, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. When I say the word of the Lord was precious, it means the word of the Lord was scarce. That means people were not hearing from God. He says, and there was no open vision. He says, and it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the, uh, the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. He said, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. Verse 4, that the Lord, listen now, the Lord called someone and he answered, here am I. So actually, someone answered. Why didn't God talk to him when he answered? 
Why? Because he did not know how to answer God. He had to know how to answer God. So it was when he now went to Eli that Eli taught him that you don't respond to God with here am I. You say, Master, speak. Thy servant hear it. So Eli now taught him the pathways of God. Eli now taught him how to respond to God. So there are ways with God. There are are things of reverence with God. There are things you don't step on when you are dealing with God. When it comes to the area of the submission and reverence to God, there are things you don't violate. You could see somebody doing many wrong things. I'm coming for example. He would do many wrong things and he just doesn't violate where he's supposed to violate. And he's spared. Then one person just goes to violate just one thing and it looks as though God has been partial. No, he just violated what he was not supposed to violate. Forever in this world, when we talk about this subject, two people who always use as an example will be David and Saul. In the next 10 years, if you come and meet me preaching, I'll use them again. Of course, since you come and meet me preaching, I'll use them again. David made terrible mistake. I mean, mistake upon mistake. Every time, it is either he has put a ark on a cart or put, every time he's just doing one, one thing that he's not supposed to do. Because David was an overzealous man. You understand? So his mistakes, you know, he doesn't think, then he, does, he just makes the mistake quickly. Saul, Saul in his life didn't make many mistakes. But the, the party was making the mistake. The places was making the mistake were the, were the, were the grievous ones. Now, you will see even with, 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 with Saul, for example, he is a king. He is not supposed to offer sacrifice. He goes to stand there. God said, when you go to the place, you kill everybody there. When he got there, he killed everybody Look, he killed everybody. You can go and read the story later. He killed everybody. Then he took the... God told him, don't take anything there. Don't take anything there. He took the things. Then he went there. Then he said, oh, he was the, the fat sheep. He, he now started sacrificing the Lord. When someone came, he said, what is the bleating of the sheep that I hear? He said, oh, we came to sacrifice it unto the Lord. Meanwhile, the Lord said, the way I want you to sacrifice unto me is don't touch it. That is where that saying came from. Someone told him that in the spirit there is something higher than sacrifice. Says it's called obedience. As the Lord permits me, during the camp, I'll be talking about that. Calm down. <laughs> Do you know that my obedience to God speaks more volumes in my life than my prayers? The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. God counts your actions. Do you know that you're not supposed to bring an offering to God without an emotion? I'm serious. You see, I'm so concerned because yeah, throughout the years, throughout the years, I have watched, I've watched our, our parents, I've watched our parents and how they relate with, with the things of God. And you've realized that this is the reason why they don't see much with God. So now, it now takes us more to say, so I have to sit with my parents and I have to, I have to tell them. I said, you are not supposed to go before God with, with an offering, without an emotion. Because they have been trained in the churches that they attended that uh, offering is collection. Do you understand? And some of you might be thinking like that over there. I'm going to come to help you to re-engineer re- uh, your program. Because you see, 
There's a thing about, one on Sunday I talked about, I said, there's a thing, uh, no matter how um, uh, brightly the light shines, a blind man doesn't understand the language. Why? Interpretation. Because sometimes you come to church and it's not like you are coming to learn from what I am teaching. As I am teaching, you are trying to add what I'm teaching to what you already know. So, no matter what I'm saying, you are trying to build blocks around what you already know. But sometimes you're supposed to break down everything you know and learn the new thing. You're supposed to come to go, you're not supposed to come to go with an offering without an emotion. It is either you are coming with joy or you are coming with tears. You cannot just take any, any day you're just coming to just give God an offering. For your information, nobody, God, me, we don't need your money. So you have to understand that when you are going before an altar to give, you have to treat it like a shrine. If somebody held your hand and took you to a shrine, say, remove your sandals. Oh, you, you, you will do it. Because you, you, you fear the devil than you fear God. I see where, where the fear of the Lord is coming in. See where the fear of the Lord is coming in. You hear people say things like, you people are worshipping your pastor. You people are worshipping your pastor. That's demons talking. I'm telling you, it's demons. Demons are speaking. Carry that same person to a shrine and tell him to kneel down before the, the faith. He has no option. That's the most talking. Two people who were eligible, who were supposed to be the next priest, Hophini and Phinehas, they had no respect for what they were doing in the house of God. No respect. And God says that it is where you see the fear of the Lord. He said that is where you will see the beginning of wisdom. Let me tell you something. I talked about the spirit of wisdom on Sunday. Anything that you see spirit on it, it means it needs an atmosphere. Anything that you see spirit needs an atmosphere. So spirits are encouraged. Spirits are encouraged. If you like, and you don't believe what I'm saying, go to your room. And try invoking spirits. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, put candle three. Put off the lights. Just be doing it. Listen, on the first day, you might not feel anything. Why? Because one thing about spirits too is seriousness. Yeah. Spirits, spirits always verify seriousness. From Holy Spirit to other spirits. They always verify seriousness. So the first day you do, they didn't show up. Do it again. If they don't appear, catch a cock. Kill the cock there. In the room. You will be surprised. After a few days, you will come there. There will be a heaviness in the room. Some of you have not dealt with spirits, so you don't know what I'm talking about. You will be surprised. You will enter. You will feel a heaviness. You will know that this place. How many of you? I want to be frank. Okay, maybe I might not get anybody. How many of you have ever entered a shrine before? Very good. I like that. I like that. You have ever entered a shrine before? Okay. I don't know who to call now. Stephen. Stephen. You have entered a shrine before. Is it a normal, is it a normal place? When you go there, what, what, what's the feeling like? It's very heavy. There's no light. Alright. You went in the evening. In the, in the morning. And the place was... was Really creepy. 
When I was in senior high school, I went. Alright? I went. You go there. You, you don't, you see, <laughs> whether it is they are, they are faking it, don't try verifying. <laughs> whether they are, they are, they are don't try trying to verify. People have walked into those kind of places and come out with sickness. Let me tell you something about an altar. An altar is a place of exchange. There is no way you will go to an altar and there's not a transaction. <laughs> you know how people have taken leprosy by? Eh? They say give offering. Then they pass the bag. There's nothing in your hand. You do this. I'm, I, look. I know, I know, I know a guy. I know a guy like that. He 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 would dance in front. Usually, he just want people to see him dancing. Kai, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He would just be dancing in front, dancing in front. Then he will come there, and there's nothing in his hand. He would just put his. Like, oh, if you are passing off when you don't have a phone, just tell him pass it on. An altar is a place of exchange. The same place from where the men of God declare and decree. That this person is going to be healed. This person is going to be that. This person is going to be this. This person is going to be that. And something is coming out from the altar. When we were starting the church, one of the things the Lord said to me, the covenant that he had with me upon our altar, he said that any prayer that is prayed in that church because of the altar, and the altar is not the physical pulpit, he said he will respond to the altar. You, you have to learn you have to learn how to act with God. I was correcting this thing on a, and, and for, for some of you I have, I have to pray for you. I have to pray because before I was, I was watching to see if you, you, you receive wisdom. You are on a church group or you are on a group and they are praying. Then you just post fire, fire, fire. Then you continue speaking, talking with your friend. Who do you think you are deceiving on the group? You see, you don't realize it, but you have just displayed a carelessness with God. No, hold on. Hold on. I'm telling you, you have just displayed a high level of carelessness. Because you don't realize that. So, okay, so, if you now pray, do you want them to take you serious? No, if you now pray, do you want the angels to now take you serious? Well, today I decided that I, I was going to talk about because, you see, and this is not something uh, you should play with because as I'm teaching you the things that make you ascend, I should teach you what is also slowing you down. You are in church, prayer is going on, message is going on, and, and you are busily, as pastor is preaching, you are busily also describing something else not related to the service to somebody at the back. Do you know that in services, do you know that angels distribute things? Some of you, you have to slap your friend one day in church. If you explain it to me, I'll agree. <laughs> ah, message is going on. Ah, so that shoe, where did you buy it? So when we leave this place, eh, you have to show me where we that message is going on. How long is the service? Reverence. When it comes to God, reverence, reverence, reverence. There are some people sitting inside here. I don't, I don't want to show them to you. There are some people sitting inside here. Eh? They are, there's a, a young man sitting inside here. I just want to point the person to you. He has a, a ministry that he has meetings and people attend his meetings. His respect is almost 10 times the people in the church. Why? Because men at the altar always know what happens there. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Men who transact at the altar, the priests always understand what it matters, you know, how, how it matters most. They know the things that go on at the altar. So when they see an altar, they know what to, how to respond to the altar. Ah, I have friends who are men of God, all right? No, friends who are men of God. I, I, I mean, these are not small women of God. I don't want to mention who, who it is, okay? Who will come to my house sometimes? Come to my house. Then, they, they, don't, they, don't, they don't appear in my house without an offering for me. It's not, the thing is not the offering. It's not, in, it's not the offering they are carrying. That offering won't do anything for me. But they understand what it means. I told them yesterday in a meeting. Some of you might not understand this. Don't worry. When you grow, you understand it. Yeah. There are some people, if they call me, I'll put off my phone. I can't receive their call. I respect them too much. Ah, why are you doing all this thing? So is he not a human being? Why are you doing this thing? Is he not a human being? That's where you missed it. I said in one service, I said what you don't respect, don't expect. What you don't respect, don't expect in your life. Pastor told us some things from years ago. He said, even money that you are going to give to God, don't crumple it. It shows your mindset. So now people do it. And I said, I'll use this service to destroy all that. (laughs) Don't crumple it. Because if you believe the Bible, when it says that whatsoever man sows, that's what you shall reap. We can't crample one million dollars for you. So you have to always collect money that can be crampled. So it's not like your prayers are not being answered. Though. They, whatever you gave to God, he has repaid. I said, one of the things was, you don't come to God without an emo- uh, giving an offering without an emotion. And these things we are talking about don't have anything to do with how you are feeling. You see, the, the feeling Christianity doesn't go anywhere. You have to know the word of God and act. If it says, be anxious for nothing, God said, it's not, I'm not saying no. God said, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Meanwhile, that day, you are feeling depressed. So is it like God doesn't understand you? God doesn't understand what I'm going through. God doesn't understand what, what I'm going through. God doesn't understand. He said, in all things, give thanks. Yes, something is going on in your life. But he said, at that time, you have to switch. It has nothing to do with your feeling. You're feeling so down, yet you lift your hand and say, Father, I give thanks. He said, by whom all actions are weighed. So, even though you are going through something, you are going to lift up your hands and give thanks. Something is going on, you're going to lift up your hands and give thanks. Actions are weighed. And you don't give thanks in your heart. Your hands have to go up. Your lips will have to speak. Something is going on. Probably tears are even coming out of your eyes. But you say, Father, I give you thanks. Father, I give you thanks. I was saying, receiving the end of your faith. You see, the, 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 uh, the, there's a mindset. One of the things you need to learn if you're going to walk with God and see results is learning to discipline your thoughts. Discipline your thoughts according to the word of God. Sometimes when you see, you know, uh, 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 sometimes I see it on people's, you know, people's status. I, I, I talk to them. I talk to them a lot, especially the sisters. Look, today, God does something. Then they put on a sister. I'm excited. God is good. God is love. God is kind. God is shooting. God is this. <laughs> now, another time, something happens. So what is all this in life? I'm so down. Kai. When something is, let me tell you something. If you want to be a minister of emotional affairs, <laughs> fine. Use your status for that. Don't, like Pastor Claude said, don't confuse the people. 
Today is God. Tomorrow is something is bad. Uh, do you know how many people took inspiration from when you said it was God? That you that they are now looking up to, that all is bad. Then they now pick from you. It's very dangerous because they now pick from you that they, they, they think it is okay to now say that it is bad. God said, in all things, don't air your views. He said, give thanks. Lift your hand and give thanks. Lift your hand and give thanks. All things. He said, give thanks. All things. Father, I give thanks. Father, I give thanks. To the Holy One. Give thanks. Because He's given. Jesus Christ. His Son. Give thanks. To the Holy One. Give thanks to the only one. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ. a pulpit by the time you do it one two three four very soon when you pick your phone the anointing will come on it I'm telling you I know people have been healed from watching my status HIV from watching my status I remember a story Pastor Chris said right he said he used to write letters to schools he said when he was younger he said the first time he wrote, it was a normal letter. Like, you write the letter to maybe the Christian head over there, you know, tell them about Jesus Christ, and they'll read it over there. I think I used to write letters to you guys too. I used to write letters when you guys were in school. Before, when I, I used to, uh, Pastor Chris used to write it, it was a normal letter. He said, no long after, when he now picks the paper and the pen, he said, the anointing comes upon his hand. And he, writes, he realized that he begins to write the mind of God. And many times, because I couldn't come to see people all the time, I was writing letters. And when you read the letter, fit. Said the power of God will hit everyone. I remember. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. So there was a time, um, Brother Prosper was reading one of the letters you gave us, and we were all sitting down. To, the leadership was sitting down, sir. And so once he began to even from the salutation, there was a strong presence in the room. By the time he had finished reading the letter, everybody was on the floor. We were crying. We were rolling on the floor. It was something we had never seen before. So do you know what God can do? I mean, if, if Paul, Paul had the privilege of having 300 people watch his status, I mean, because these guys were traveling six months to preach to 200 people. There was no airplane. They would sit in a, in a ship for six months because they are going to see 300 people to minister to. So, if these men had the, the opportunity we have today on, on, on our statuses, how many people do you have who watch your, who read your status? Have you been able to check the highest? And you? You can't see it. Okay, you own this. You have done this thing. You don't know it. Yeah. I mean, look, this is fellowship meetings. 100, that's fellowship meeting. 200. I have seen 300 before. And that's a church. <laughs> say after me, say, my status, my status is not for foolish things. 
some of you, you have surrendered your life to Jesus. The only thing you have not surrendered is your phone. That's the only thing. <laughs> but your whole life is for Jesus. The only one you've not surrendered. Oh, some of us, our status is not us. Don't think that it's a, hey, hey, stop lying. Hey. Stop lying. Stop lying. Out of the abundance of the hearts. Oh, say, I don't really mean those things. You are lying. You are lying. We are here to entertain. Incomode. God bless you. Sana Maronske Pahaya. There's a reverence for God. There's a reverence for God. When you take, anytime you take out your offering, never get too familiar with God. Anytime you take, no matter, even if it is one seed, you take it and say, Father, thank you. I give my, you know, sometimes I tell you, when you're going to give your tithe, come out with joy. So you, you, you don't understand. It is, it is spiritual. If you don't know how to dance, move, move, do something. Let God see that you are glad. Not just in your heart. But you're coming forth with an emotion. You're coming forth with an emotion. When you start giving your offering like that, you will see changes. The only time you are, you are uh, allowed to give an offering crying is when it is your last. It is your last. You know, there are some offerings when you are giving it. <sighs> Even with that, you can graduate. You can graduate to that level where it is your last, but you give it with joy. Yeah. Give it with joy. Give it with joy. Samando Cabrandesca. Salamakora Basaya. De Carona Saya Basheketes. Hmm. Reverence for God. I said, make your status a pulpit. A pulpit. You know, a lot of times people observe you. Some of you don't know. People do observe you. It's, it's, not, it's only when they talk, they, they tell you one day that you realize that they were observing you. When you post one, they'll just be looking. And that time you post, they'll just be looking. Wow, this guy is really, really, really on fire for God. So you're posting, you're posting until one day you came and spot yourself. Then they will now use this proverb on you, not all that glitters is gold. And they will never tell you, so you will never know that you had the opportunity to inspire somebody. Reverence for God. He said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Oh. <laughs> How did Daniel walk in so much wisdom? Remember I said the men who walked in wisdom, there was something about them. How did Daniel walk in so much wisdom? When they were asked to eat food that was not in their law. He said, uh, relax. We cannot go against the law. We cannot go against what God has said. This, God said we should eat this. That is what we eat. He said, go and come back and meet us. You will see that we have flourished more than those who ate the other food. Strong resolution for the reverence for God. Strong resolution. I tested and tried and I realized that feelings are a scam. I'm telling you. You don't know how I'm feeling. It's a scam. More than loom. Just come. Hallelujah. I was telling someone, I said, when I was growing up, when I was growing up in the faith, you know one thing? You know, sometimes you can find yourself in a wrong environment. Then looks like your fire is, is, is coming down. Looks like your fire is coming down. Ah! Was it you I was telling? Yeah. I was telling, I was telling you. I said, this is what I used to do those times because now I've passed it. Is my fire cannot come down. If you come close, I would rather burn you. It's not. 
No, 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 no. I've passed that. I've passed it. You should pass. You should pass. I, I was going down and I no, you should pass it. That's like, Pastor, and my faith was going down, and today I, my faith came up. It's good, good testimony. Let's leave for uh, let the good for the best. Amen. Now, I was telling, I was telling, I said, look, those times when my faith is is struggling, or I realize I, I said I will, uh, 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 I will be fighting like someone who is about to drown. Ah, I don't allow my faith. Once I see that fire, I will fight like you see someone who is about to drown. He's he will hold anything. He will he will hang on to anything. If you dare come around him, you will drown with him. Understand? <laughs> he does everything possible to stay afloat. That's what you do. When you realize that there's something wrong with your fire, call someone who is on fire. Do something. Don't stay alone. Do something. Call someone. Call someone. Say, ah, this is, this is what's been happening to me. You know, when you do that, let me tell you, God will put his word in someone's mouth. But when you go and talk to the wrong people, they will join you to quench the fire. Understand? <laughs> you know, so you talk to the right people. One, one of the things I used to, I, that used to happen was when I tell someone who is on fire, tell the person, this is what's been happening for t- t- three days now. I can't pray. Oh, ah, I've tried three days now. I can't pray. What I'm telling the person, when you say that, you see, the Bible says, then I will hear what I need to hear from God from the person's mouth. Now I'm going to talk to another person. So while I'm talking with such people, I realize that I am I am setting my affection. They are helping me create an environment. So I'll be afloat. I'll be for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Have reverence for God. Have reverence for God. When you go to a place and everybody is talking against God, if you know that you are one and there are five and you're, you can't win the argument, walk out. It takes me a lot to walk out because I would like to talk. It takes me a lot to walk out. But sometimes when I realize that these people don't want to listen to anything, I just have to walk out. Because you can't stay in such a place. Oh, no, no. Uh, I can be there. Nothing will happen to me. I can be there. No, my faith is really strong. It is not. You know what they will do? They will plant a seed in you. Some of the arguments they will make over there, the things they will say, they will plant a seed in you. And you know what will happen? Maybe three years' time, you will have a problem. Then you find yourself going down. The things they said will come out. Then you realize that you start agreeing with what they said. Ah, Looks like these people were right. See, there are some things you don't hear. He says, oh, I'll hear nothing happened to me. No, you don't hear them. They will plant a seed inside you. They'll plant a seed inside you. The Bible says, guard your heart. Guard it with all diligence. Guard your heart. He says, if there's anything you're supposed to guard, it's not your money. If there's anything you're supposed to guard, it's your heart. He says, you guard your heart with all diligence. That means you pay attention to every detail that is entering your ear. Because your ear is the doorway to your heart. You pay attention to every detail. Anything. You don't let people d- dump garbage inside you. Some of you, you are refuse dump. It is, when they want to give this, it is you they look for. <laughs> refuse dump. Some, you know, gossips know who to go to. Are you aware? There are some people gossips don't go to because they know they will shy them. And be, be a professional shire of people who gossip professional like once they come they know that you are the wrong target remember someone came to was coming to t- tell me about about pastor b years ago as he came you know and pastor b and pastor b when they started i said you have bible he said it's on my phone i said open to this one i said have you heard have you seen touch not my identity have you seen it before no, I'm just trying to. You know, now gossips they have different strategies. They won't tell you I'm coming to gossip. So I don't know. You don't know what happened. Tell me what happened. You don't want to know. You know I mean? I'm going. Oh, tell me. Is anything the matter? That... Hmm. If I tell you, your faith will shake. Then you to your ears. Eating, eating. You want to hear it? Before you you were receiving, you were receiving in the house of God. Now they've dropped information in your ear. Now as you are walking now, somebody has to be careful in this Ghana. Somebody has to now be careful in this nation. They are not Israel, that are all of Israel. 
the fear of the Lord. People who walk in the fear of the Lord. When Pastor Trusa came to my house, he was expecting that, all right? Because he came, the reason why he came, he said he wants to go and start um, a, a, a new youth church. He says, and he wants to come and pick inspiration from me. So he came to my house. He said, what the Lord told him that he wants to sleep on my bed. So he came. So I, let, I, I made him sleep on the bed. Every night. He said, every night he slept on my bed, he had a dream with an instruction that the Lord gave him to, on what to do. Now, this, this is not a... In fact, he's, very, he's much older than me. All right? But he is not responding to me as a man. Are you getting it? He's not responding to me as a man. If he looks at his age and the fact that he's mine and I'm not, he should feel like, oh, you are your young boys. You are now coming. You understand? No, he was now relating with me according to the gift of God on my life. Because that one has no age. Now, he received the answers to all the things that he came for. When we are talking and I call him, and I call him, um, when he says something, I say, yes, sir. He's like, I'm a man of God. No call me, sir. No call me, sir. We're going to, uh, we're going into my car water, and I open the door for him. He said, ah, he will never pass where I've opened for him. <laughs> he said, how can I pass where you have not opened for me? How can you open the door for me? I said, Jesus, watch the feet of the disciples. I beg, sit down. He says, the disciples, not him. <laughs> Ah, it takes me back to the scriptures where Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, there was just, there was just one requirement for him to receive the Holy Ghost. That is kneel down before John the Baptist, his cousin, the son of the living God. The son of the living God. Do you know son of the living God? Son of the living God. With a destiny to change the whole world. His destiny was to change the whole world. That the whole world will be singing Jesus. And he came and said, there's just one, one, one thing. That is, that's the only thing. No amount of prayer can solve this. No amount. I told, I told someone. He wanted a certain thing to work in his life. And I told him, I said, what God gives you for obedience and humility is not money. It is not, that when you say God has blessed this person, what God gave the person as the reward for his humility or obedience is actually the presence of God. Now, there's, a, there's an assistant cell leader here. Alright, this thing happened. Assistant cell leader here. She is older than her cell leader. But anytime she tries to bypass me to tell me things about the cell, I'll tell you, go and see your cell leader. Because God is the assistant cell leader. She also has access to me. So she thought she can come and tell me. I'll tell you, go and see your cell leader. Why hasn't God separated you? God is just, he's, he's just testing you with something. He's testing you with something. Then she told me point blank. She said, Sir, ever since I started listening to her, when I pray, I find myself crying. Because the reward for your humility is the presence of God. God will prove that he asked you to stay there by a, a presence all God gave Jesus Christ. He gave him the spirit when he, he humbled himself before John the Baptist. That's the, the spirit. That spirit was going to be responsible for all the miracles he was going to work in his life. And how was he going to get it? Not by prayer. Not by prayer, but by humility before John the Baptist. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Sometimes God can give you a leader that you don't want. I'm telling you, and it's a real thing. It has happened to me many times. At certain times, when I was with Pastor B, I, all I said was that, now, the, the only person who is now going to be made my leader, that I will know, that I've passed the humility test, is the cleaner of the church's son. A small boy. Who was okay. Because everybody was my leader son. Every, sometimes I used to wonder, because all these people who have been made my leaders, I can preach than them, I can heal than them, I can do almost everything than them. Then you, they'll make me leader. And some of them will just behave anyhow. Then sometimes, ah, my heart is boiling. My heart is boiling. And I'll go, I'll go and speak in tongue. And God will tell you, stay there, stay there, stay there. 
As I go back, then they'll say, okay, we are changing who your leader is. I say, okay, God, just give me somebody that I can work with. Then they'll just go and bring someone who is worse. And you're wondering that, God, have I offended you? What's going on? But that's the price you pay. That's what you do. I'm telling you because many, some of you here, some of you, your work, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean. Why is it that when it comes to the house of God, it becomes a problem? When you are working in a company and the boss is older than you, because he's paying you a salary, you sit down. If he shouts on you, you sit down. Why you come to the house of God and say, someone is your leader and the person is older than you? That one becomes a problem. See, over there, God begins to weigh your actions. You begin to know that there you don't respect God. Subconsciously. When, you see, David was a man of so much fear of the Lord. Because every time, even when he was going to give, he said, I cannot give to God what costs me nothing. He said, I cannot give something to God which costs me nothing. Every time he was going to give to God, remember when, when David was dancing? He was dancing. Michal was just seeing a dancer. David was seen dancing to God. You see, he had a personal relationship with God and had so much fear and reverence for God and knew that when this dance I'm dancing is for God. It's getting to God. It's from my heart right to God. Why didn't he stay in his, in his house and say, oh, my heart really praises the Lord. My heart really... No, he had to stand up and dance in accordance with what he had in his heart. Reverence to God. Reverence to God. Anywhere you go in this life, let people know that you cannot talk against my God. Some of you will travel. Well, no matter where you go. Today, I tell you something. I, there are testimonies I could share with you. Crazy testimonies. I was talking with a guy. He was in Ghana. Now, when he was in Ghana, he was in Ghana two years ago. Now, this guy is like, he's like nine years older than me. He's like nine years older than me. So, every time we used to come to the, uh, the place, we would be talking sometimes. Then, he's very good in playing FIFA. So, every time he wants to play FIFA with me and score me. So, that he would say that, Pastor, I've scored you. So every time he'll, he'll talk, 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 and say, okay. So, sometimes we'll talk, we'll talk. For 14 years, 14 years, he has been tra- trying to travel outside the country. 14 years. He couldn't travel. One day, while we're playing the FIFA, I put that pad down and I look at his eyes. I said, you will travel this year. This guy... He knows I'm a man of God. Then he knelt down. He said, man of God, I receive it. You know, immediately he stopped playing the FIFA. Now, he had no seed to give me. He had nothing. He had nothing. He had tried all his life to travel. He had tra- tried everything. He couldn't travel. Today, he was on the phone with tears. With tears, he was crying. He was now sharing the testimony with me. of how He, he said the way he wanted to travel, he had to go to a certain country before he goes to another country. Alright, and the first time he tried that thing, when he got there, when he got to Egypt, because he has to go to Egypt first before he can go to Amsterdam. So the first time he got to Egypt, when he got there, they brought him back to Ghana. And it was the same thing he was going to do again. Now, during the time he was about to travel, the Lord just led me to take one of my suits to give to him. The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. As I gave the suit to him, on the day he was traveling, he wore my suit. Now, when he wore my suit, he was telling me today, I didn't know the story, he was telling me today. He said, I said, I wore your suit. He said, as I walked in there from Egypt, he said, I said to myself, I am wearing a man of God's suit, I cannot be bounced. Now, 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 if he sat in economy, they would have checked him. When he got to Egypt, and they were going to take the transit, they said the economy was full, so he should sit in first class. Imagine that he had treated it, oh, this is a normal suit. This is a normal suit. He didn't know that the miracle was in a suit. And God just honored the fact that he honored the man of God. Now, people go to America for 30 years. They don't get papers. He went to uh, the place 2017. 2018, he got his papers. When he got there, this is how he got the papers. When he got there, his girlfriend in Ghana said, I have left you. He cried. One... He cried one week. He stopped crying. Now he met someone else over there. And the person is not only a citizen of that nation. She's a citizen of three European nations. So now he's now a citizen of three European nations.
So he said to me today, which I think I need to give you that advice today. He said, if he gives birth, he will tell his son, if your girlfriend says leaving you, he said, do Thanksgiving. He said, he said, do Thanksgiving. He said, thank her. He said, thank you so much for leaving me. He said, because if I didn't leave that girl, I wouldn't have met this new girl. That's how God turned around a 14-year-old problem. 14-year-old problem. We say, oh, we are going to give. We are going to give for Pastor Chris's birthday. We are going to give. There's someone who sitting at the back. Why people give it to Pastor Chris? He already has money. How do you want to give Pastor Chris? He already has money. Always remember. Always remember Judas. Always remember Judas. Remember Judas. When they broke the Alabama Starbucks and they put on the feet of Jesus, Judas said, ah, how can you waste? We can give this to the poor. How can you waste this? How can you waste this? Jesus Christ said, yes, use it. Use it. Use it. And Judas, deep down in his heart, it's not because he wanted to give to the poor. He needed more money in the treasury so he can steal more. Because the higher the money, the higher his percentage. Prophet Judas. Judas the Melchizedek, entitled to the title of Jesus Christ's coffers. Reverence before God. That's one side of it. The other side of it is showing affection toward God. All these things are responsible for the fear of the Lord. Showing affection toward God. And you see, he said, God is a God of knowledge. That means God knows what you're talking about. He said, but him, he said, actions are weighed. Actions are weighed. Actions are weighed. Actions are weighed. Not just thoughts. Not just what's in your heart. Actions are weighed. God weighs actions. So, when you are, you are singing in church, say, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. Just be ready that God is going to ask you to do something. I'm telling you, oh Lord, I love you. Oh Lord, I love you. Okay, if you love me, preach in your area. Oh Lord, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) Actions are weighed. Can I pray for somebody here? May God give you a problem. You don't know what I'm talking about. I'm praying for you. May God give you a problem. A very serious problem that nobody can solve. And that problem is that you will be crazy for him. I have that problem. I have that problem. Many years ago when we feel like we won't do it again, God will come and catch us in the night when we are just there alone. I remember I've told you the story over and over again. I said, okay, I was going to stop ministry and I was going to do business. So I, I stopped ministry and I was going to do business. As I stepped, I, I went to sit on the bed. I took, I was about to iron. Then I heard the scripture. And God just knows how to get to me. The scripture was, love not the world, nor the things in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. See, manipulative God was manipulating me. He was trying to tell me that you don't love me. He said, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. He said, and all the things that are in the world, he said, the pride of the flesh. He said, the lust of the, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. He said, the pride of life. The lust of the eyes. The things that you see. You have the last of the eyes. That's what is taking you away from God. Things that you see that take you away from God. The last of the eyes. Then he says, the last of the flesh. He said, then the pride of life. 
the pride of life. You don't want to buy a Benz because it's Benz you need to get to where you are going to. You want to buy a Benz because you want to look good before everybody's eyes. The pride of life. Because left to you alone, if you were in a Corolla, you would have been fine. You would have gotten where you were going to. Because when you go outside the country, a lot of people don't use their private cars. Everybody's using train. Do you understand? So you see that it is not really the case. Men are not actually looking forward to sitting in a very nice car. They just want to appear powerful before every other person. Am I saying you won't buy a Benz? Definitely not. You will get a Benz. You will get a good car. I mean, what we are even calling Benz right now. By the time maybe we are, maybe 10 10 years from now, there will be a better car than that. Do you understand? So it's not, God doesn't want us to put our, our, all our, our, our hope in life. Everything that we are pursuing should be a car. He said those things are the pride of life. And there's a problem that even ministers of God become moved by these things. I met a man of God and now the, 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 the fight between men of God is who is driving a better car. I'm, I'm surprised. Meanwhile, we are, we are here thinking about what we are going to do for God. The next biggest thing we are going to do for God. That's what we are thinking about. Those are the things we invest our money in. That's what we invest our strength in. That's what we invest our life in. Not in who's going to ride the biggest car. Who's going to ride the next big car. He said, the things that stop you from the love of the Father. He said, these things, what are they? He said, the, the, the last of the flesh. The last of the eyes. And the pride of life. That's the, that's the temptation the devil gave uh, for all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The temptation of Jesus Christ were these three things. The last one was the pride of life. He said, these kingdoms, he said, I will give you everything, the pride of life. Pride of life. pride of life the pride of life listen love Jesus and don't make it a secret are you listening love Jesus and don't make it a secret if you find yourself that hey God Jesus I'm unable to really express my love for you sometimes I really want to go to church but sometimes I don't know what happens to me go ahead cry help me Jesus help me Lord Holy Ghost, help me. After you talk to the Lord, after you cry, you go and look for, you know, you go and look for a leader. Then submit. Someone t- told me, he said, Sir, I want to be like you and Pastor True South. I said, Go to your fellowship leader. Anything he asks you to do, do it. Are we playing here? You want to come, you want to, come to me in a minute? I'll say, Receive it and receive it. Even God is laughing. No, I said, Go go because i know what is the reward for humility it is the presence of god that thing that you are seeing on the stage those two men of god standing there that thing you are seeing that you are coveting the answer is not in a prayer for you the answer is in your submission to it i tell you go to your fellowship leader everything he asks you to do do it if you stay there and you are there that will be the reward for that humility and submission the fear of the lord it's the beginning of wisdom. He said the secret of the Lord. When God finds someone who, who listens. You know, I was telling a young lady one time. I said, what I need to give you in your life. I said, she was talking about, you know, someone has, has prophesied to her that this thing is going to happen. And I, I said, what, the answer you need to all this thing you are telling me right now is just one thing. I said, you need to carry your will. Alright? Your ability to make choices. Carry it, wrap it in a rubber and hand it over to a man. Because if your feelings are controlling your choices, one day you rebel against God. But if you actively involve God in the choices that you make and the things that you hold dear, He will always help you. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ears to my sayings. Let me tell you something. I cannot shout this enough. I cannot say it enough. One thing is certain. It's just a matter of years. 
Because today when we were on the phone, I was on the phone with that guy. We talked. We talked at length. One thing is certain. With our very eyes, we saw people who had money and had no respect for God. Today, they can't even buy a tin of milk. Had no respect for God. Had no respect for God. They can't even come and tell you, you are making noise when you are praying. They amounted to nothing. They amounted to nothing. I had not seen. Neither has ear heard. He said, neither has entered the heart of man the things that God has reserved for them that love him. For them that love him. For them that love him. So that scripture is not for everyone. He said, the things that, he said, that God has reserved for them that love him. Not them that he loves. Them that love him. Those who show love toward his things. Those who show love toward his work. Those who show love toward him. 